Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Tara, here's the thing, right, that I do want to talk about. And menopause. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I had a conversation last night with Karen, right? So yeah. we're chatting, right? Yeah. And now she's not at that stage yet, but we were talking about the signs and all this. And I came to the conclusion, as a man, I have very little understanding of what it is for a woman to go through something. Something, I suppose, as men, we just take for granted that women should, they'll deal with it, they're grand. But I mean, and maybe we don't have an understanding of why they're in a bad humour that particular day. Can I be honest? Yeah. Most women don't, I think, have an understanding. It's not a topic that's widely talked about. And I know certainly, and I know certainly on your show that you've done wide ranging discussions about things like postnatal depression. And that's something that we are speaking about a little bit more now in this day and age than we would have done even 10, 15 years ago. Mm. I think menopause is the next sort of taboo. And okay, obviously, I've got an increasing fascination and interest as I head that way myself. Yeah, you're hitting that point. I think I'm technically what's known as perimenopausal at this point in time. What did they call it years ago? The change. The change. Yeah, the change. And I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of very overwhelming things that happen to you. I've noticing, I'm noticing some of them. So what what are you noticing at the moment that you can attribute to what you believe might be perimenopausal? Well, I am a great sleeper. I come from a long line. The Duggan family are notorious sleepers. We can sleep bomb. I I have slept, I have in fact slept through an earthquake. Right. Okay, so that's the kind of sleeper I have been now bang wide awake in the middle of in the early hours of the morning cannot go back asleep right okay but then that said later in the day and not necessarily even in a night where I would have woken up but the type of tiredness that I've only ever experienced before when I've been pregnant literally almost falling asleep up the stairs on your way to bed in the afternoon I've read recently reports of um, of women in, um, going through menopause and in the office they have to sneak into the car into the car park during the day to have a snooze because right. they're just like literally falling asleep at their desks bombarded with tiredness This is all, this is all what's contributing to this is the hormonal change in your body Yeah exactly yeah. so your oestrogen and your progesterone levels will change completely Okay what else have you noticed? Um, sore ankles bizarrely Right My ankles are killing me Yeah well I get sore feet if I've been sitting down for a while, I right, stand have up. You got, are you going no, through I'm menopause not, no, too? I'm, no, I'm just saying. So is that, but is that directly related? And apparently to- I recently found out that this is also a widely common symptom in menopause. Right, okay. Um, so joint pain. I get, I get hot after I eat. Now, I haven't had what will be known as hot flushes yet, but anytime I eat anything, I suddenly become really warm, really, really hot, really warm for about three or four minutes. Right, okay. Um, just general, a little bit of grumpiness. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you know? mood swings, I suppose. Mood thing. swings. Libido Being... is libido is a big problem as well during that one. I don't, so, don't I <laughs> air, but... so I believe. So I believe. But uh, thankfully, that hasn't hit yet. But um, yeah. Th- uh, so grumpiness, just feeling a little lack of confidence. Do you think I you have? Mo- uh, do you think you have more mood swings now than you've had before? Are you a bit? Are you a bit Kind of sharpish. With I don't know, maybe you better ask my other half that and my kids that well, more than me. But... The office, actually, be <laughs> <laughs> no, but things that I've done um, a million times before, suddenly being slightly terrified or afraid of them, feeling a little bit anxious, which isn't something that I've ever suffered from before in my life. I was climbing over a gate recently, a gate that I've climbed over many, many times before. It's on one of the routes that I would regularly walk and I just couldn't do it. 
And then I felt like such an idiot because I've done it a million times before, but I just suddenly so felt a lack the, of confidence. The method that actually, rather than the strength to get over it, is it the method? No, it wasn't it's even that. Used. It was like, oh my God, there's a gate and I'm actually going to fall. I'm scared. I'm becoming, I'm questioning myself. Can I do it? No, I can't. You know, and you talk yourself out of things. Um, yeah, just procrastination, which is not something I ever really suffered from. I'm quite a decisive person. Yeah. yeah. And you start to second guess and you can actually wonder, do I know myself anymore? Now, I'm not even menopausal yet. I'm perimenopausal. So if this is how I'm feeling by now, God love me and all of you lot by the time I get there in a few years. Right, but well, it's look. not talked about, Nile, and we okay. should be. And, and, you know, men are right to maybe want to have a better understanding. And I think women would want the men in their lives to have a better understanding of what's going on with them because it's, it can be a little scary. Yeah, okay. Well, like, well loads, of, loads of people texting in, Bryce. Somebody says, Tara, you've hit the nail on the head, uh, girl. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. It's not just me, so. No, it's not <laughs> just you. And increasingly, I'm fine. I'm talking to my girlfriends. We're all in and around the same sort of age group, late 40s, mid to late 40s. No, and the sore ankles was something I thought I was making up until I actually said it well, out loud. Did you think at one stage, I'm just getting old? Yeah, yeah. you do. You start to think you're getting old. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's well, not a old. nice feeling. Well, ah, now hear you. We are getting ne- old. But as I say, I'll never be as old as you, Boylan. <laughs> Listen, thank you very much indeed, Tara. That's exactly what we want to do today. We want to find out, I suppose, get a better understanding from a male and a female perspective, by the way, because there are younger women, I suppose, getting close to that age who maybe need to have an understanding of how they're going to be affected, not just physically, but mentally by menopause. And it is something that we don't discuss. And as a man, something that, you know, we all need to have a very good understanding of, particularly if we've got partners who are getting close to that age, that we have to be able to understand them. Otherwise, you know, we're just going to think that they're narky or whatever it happens to be. Now, I got an interesting email that I want to read out very quickly. And it says, hi, now, I regularly listen to your show, as does my husband. I think I have something for you to discuss. I'm 46 years of age and menopausal. My husband does not understand the gravity of menopause and thinks I'm just moaning, cranky and hard to be around. I'm not denying these aspects of me right now, uh, but they are due to me going through the menopause. I don't think men understand how hard menopause is for women. I'm tired all the time. I get hot flushes uh, where I'm literally taking off my jumper just to cool down in room, at room temperature. Parts of my body ache for no reason whatsoever. I have almost zero interest in sex. All of this is hormonal and I don't think my husband or men in general understand this. I can't help how I feel at the moment. I was wondering, could you raise it on the show and raise the issue and the topic? I think it is an issue that needs to be given airtime. Women need to be given a voice on this and men need to listen to how this affects women. And I want to hear from men too, by the way. Maybe, you know, you understand it. You understand if your wife is premenopausal or uh, perimenopausal or postmenopausal. And today I want to talk about it in general. And maybe you'll all be a little bit more enlightened by it. Do you think uh, there are still, there's still a stigma attached to menopause? I want to let, texting in, it doesn't matter, randomly at all about anything to do with menopause. Maybe you're going through it. Maybe you've got a wife going through it. Maybe you're a guy and you don't understand it or maybe you didn't understand it right now. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. You can WhatsApp or text. And I'll just throw out the question is, do you think there's still a stigma attached to menopause? Uh, let me speak to Trina Keane, who uh, runs a workshop for women that teaches positivity in going through the menopause. Uh, Trina, good afternoon to you. Hello, good afternoon, Niles. Now, well, here I am, a man at 56 years of age, and I probably don't have a great understanding of what women go through. Uh, and, and maybe I need to be enlightened, Trina. Well, you know, I love that you mentioned, I just caught there, that you're, you're hoping to hear from men as well. Because I have found through the years, when my husband's friends would, would come over and they'd talk about things, they often said, 
oh, you know, poor, you know, when we say Mary, she's going through the bloody damned menopause and, you know, I don't know what's going on with her and that sort of thing. So it became, it, it's very much the damned menopause when it comes to... Yeah, the change. To, Isn't that what yeah, we used to call it years ago? The yeah, change. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, you know, used to call it, it's actually the most powerful word in the whole thing. It is a change. Yeah. And I feel that, you know, you mentioned there, or the lady who wrote in said... That the that it was hormonal that it, she can't help it and that sort of thing, and and I feel that therein lies either the problem or the opportunity to look at it in another way because although the hormones are very definitely changing, so is a woman's focus, and oftentimes the things that are really getting to her the the sort of mood swings and that sort of lack of sleep and the exhaustion and the aches and pains is not so much, although it may be part of the, the hormones, but is very much because things that she would have been happy to put up with or things that she would have been sort of solely focusing on are no longer the things that interest her or, or even she's quite happy to put up with, basically. Well, so, you heard, well, you heard Tara, well, I don't know whether you heard Tara a few minutes ago in the uh, news leader telling us that yeah. she is getting to that point now where she believes she's perimenopausal. And she said yeah. things like, uh, you know, walks she used to do all the time, she used to get over this fence. It wasn't because she couldn't physically get over it, but she had lacked the confidence now to get over it. And yeah. she just can't make the same decisions that she used to be able to make. Just stuff like that. Now, she's also getting pains in her ankles and, you know, and she's noticing that she's having a restless night she's not sleeping as much as she used to so but it's the decision making she actually feels she's changing yes and she is actually changing in in many many more ways than just uh, physiologically so there's a couple of things i always say that women need to do at this stage and it's often the point where they are most frustrated and that is that the information available to them may not necessarily be what they're hoping for so often you will go to your doctor or gp and oh and, and i'm certainly not having to go at doctors because they'll be the first to say that menopause is not an area that that is an awful lot known about every but woman often, is different i imagine and yeah. every woman is different but but every woman needs to know or wants to know or most women want to know what actually is going on and what is real and what isn't real and what can I do about it yeah. Yeah. yeah and so often the women that I come across they will find that uh, a doctor may say oh we'll take this for sleeping and take that for depression and take the, go, go for a long walk or, or change your work hours and here's, and here's like some that. hormone replacement therapy for and, you as well and, and you know maybe that's exactly what they need but if you aren't informed yourself taking what's been given to you isn't an empowering thing to do. It's simply a sort of process that you're not quite sure what's going on. So I always say to women, find yourself somebody who will answer your questions and don't walk out without the answers that you're looking for. That's really important. Um, And also, uh, whatever is available for you to Mm. do for yourself, you know, start inquiring about that sort of thing. For example, if your body's changing, then that means that everything you've been doing uh, is, is may no longer be supporting the changing needs of your body. Nutritionally, you may need to start changing the way you eat. They say a Mediterranean diet is, is the way to thrive in midlife. Um, you may need... Is, women find it very hard to sleep sometimes, either because of the, the sort of waking up at night sweats and that sort of thing. Um, and so mm-hmm. it may be that you need to take naps in, in another way or rest in a different way. But the, the very important thing is not just the physiological things that are changing, but your interests are changing. Excuse me a second. It's okay. Sorry, that's just right out there. Um, and so very often the focus that you've had 
say, unnurturing uh, right throughout those years where you may be bringing up a family, working in the community, a career or whatever, that, that somehow the changes that are occurring in your life at this stage are changing your focus. And so this is why I'm saying the things that you would So, have, so con- essentially what you're saying is we, we just need to be informed. We need to have more conversations first. But, oh, but lot I, Absolutely, because I don't think there's enough of them. There seems to be a certain sort of stigma. There is a kind of stigma around it. Uh, like, like talking about periods and like talking about everything else. There's a, st- mm-hmm. there's a stigma around it. If it was men, by the way, if they were having menopause, we'd be chatting about it every day, uh, like football. <laughs> but, but in saying that, what we need to do is, what women need to do is be positive about this change and yeah. understand it. Well, do a few things. You know, if, if you get involved in the bits falling off conversations, you've got to step back from that. I mean, it can, it can almost whip up a frenzy amongst women where, where they become quite bitter about the whole experience. And you very rarely hear a woman saying, you know, I'm absolutely enjoying this, this change. It's great because I'm finding, you know, whatever. A lot of women actually do find that they're becoming more interested in themselves because they are, uh, they may have more time or they may have, you know, less demands on their time through their children having grown up or, uh, but it can bring know, its pressures too because in a marriage or a relationship I suppose yeah. when there's two people living together obviously um, mm-hmm. you know there can be a lack of libido that can cause problems in, in intimacy in the relationship and the frustrations for both including yeah. the woman and, and her partner um, yeah. and obviously a partner has to have a good understanding about that and what they can physically do about that is there anything available for that yeah. and we can obviously that's not your department to talk about it but, but in saying that I suppose from the positivity point of view that can cause frustrations and anxiety in a relationship yeah, and this is where, you know, when, when a woman is going through the menopause, it's the same as everything else that she's been through. I mean, if she's been expecting a child, that's something they've gone through together. Any of the other life experiences they've had, they've done that together. They've made choices and decisions for, you know, where they live and how they holiday. And truly, the changes in a woman's body at this time are as much a, you know, uh, the changes are affecting their partner. And so it's, it's a two-person thing or it's a family thing even. Conversations have to be had and and I often find that women continue with say all of the stuff that they always do we say preparing meals doing the shopping washing all of those things yet they're just not feeling the same way about it they're perhaps more tired perhaps a little bit uh, you know more affected hormonally so their moods Mm -hmm. are affected but they need to ask their family to step in here you know you can ask the family to start cooking a meal twice a week or or or, I I need to lie down and have a rest so can you cook the dinner yeah ask for what you need and perhaps the most empowering thing that you can do at this stage is keep asking you know say this is how I'm feeling I don't know what's going on but for the time being I need your support um, and, and the lovely, I mean, I do I have to say now, the really good thing is that it's a more enriching and rewarding experience if you're prepared to talk about it, ask about it, okay. and also respond to the needs that you are having, because it is changing. If you're letting stuff go, you know, if, if you're, if you say, ruminating about the fact that, you know, your appearance is changing or your energy levels, and you're really sad about this, you know, you can let the opportunities to you know, start nurturing yourself more past you by. So okay. use the opportunity, use this as an opportunity, these changes, as an opportunity to nurture your life so much more. For a more positive future. Absolutely. Listen, thank you very much indeed. Um, and that is Trina Keen, and it's trinakeen.com, by the way, and Trina has workshops for women to teach them positivity in going to the menopause. Thank you for joining us today. Let me go to Angela as well. Angela, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing? Hi, Niall. How are you? How are you doing, Angela? I mean, Angela, you went through early menopause, because yeah, at the age of thirty six because of um ovarian cancer. Okay, all right, okay. But that's that department is okay now, is it? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Everything's fine. All in remission and everything else. Grand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Everything. So you're back out the other side. So, so are you technically finished the menopause now? No, still going through it. Right, because I, I explain this to me because I'm at a loss now because I'm I'm a man and I don't know much about these things. <laughs> so obviously, so you're not postmenopausal. No, I'm not because um, uh, it was about because of the cancer I couldn't take HRT. Right. Um, because that heightens the, um, I'm after going blank now on what it is, the hormones, yeah. which can which gives a threat to um, cancer again, the cancer returning. Well, I, I thought that was all, and that there was a big scare years and years ago um, that HRT was a cause of breast cancer. But wasn't, was that not debunked going back about 10 or 12 years ago that that was all actually nonsense and it wasn't no, actually no, increasing? No, no, no. No, it still is because it's also with blood clots and, mm. and that kind of thing. So well, I, well, I would recommend that people talk to the doctor in relation to that. But I, as far as I'm concerned, Absolutely. Angela, there, there was that that scare was out at the time back over 20 years ago. There was a big scare that it increased your possibilities of breast cancer. But I remember there was a report out. Now, I could be wrong, but there was a report out about 10 uh, years ago to say that had been completely debunked. And the original statistics that were done or the original analysis that was done was actually incorrect. But I, mean, right. I would advise people to talk to their doctor in relation to that. But anyway, go on. Don't take my it advice. Too, because I didn't, let's say, because I couldn't take HRT, I had to try and take, you know, more herbal remedies. Yeah. And, and nothing was working. It I know. People are texting in. People are texting yeah. in remedies. Our apple cider vinegar tablets, somebody says. Here, so yeah. don't there is. There's primrose oil tablets. There's vitamin D tablets. There's, you know, there's so many tablets out there. So None how, did, but how did it affect you? I mean, Angela, I mean, because me, you would have been married was, at the time. Yeah, I, I was just married not even a year. So yeah. um, basically the biggest effect on me was you would be standing looking at me going, oh my God, are you okay? Because literally my face would break out in sweats. And I would be, I would look like I was after um, being in the sun for like um, three weeks solid. But your face would go all so, red. Yeah, yeah, completely. Right. Completely. So it, it, it that 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 was one of the biggest things that I had. Yeah. You know, and anyone who had been through the menopause would look at me and turn around and go, "Oh, getting a flush." Yeah. You know, and it's horrible. It is. It is so horrible that that feeling that you can't control it, you can't cool down, you can't. I can remember I was at my cousin's wedding, and in the middle of the dinner, it happened. And I went up to her and said, uh, do you mind if I go up and change? <laughs> you know, I just went up and threw on a T-shirt and a pair of, of jeans. Yeah. Because I, it, it was so uncomfortable. Um, at night time, you can't sleep with it. Um, you're exhausted. Uh, it just, it absolutely drained me. I can only imagine um, what that would be like, yeah. It, it is. It's, it's horrible. And do you know what, as well, it's, it's embarrassing on the side of, I am not embarrassed on saying that I'm going through the menopause. I never have been. I'm very open with that. But it's embarrassing that, like, you could go out and think, I'm doing so well, put on makeup, and next, like, half an hour later, because of the flush, a flush will come in, um, you're straight away dehydrated, it sucks all the, the, the makeup in. My face was in bits over Okay, and I wanted to just clarify in relation because I wanted to, I was curious just while you were talking there as well just to get some information in relation to what you said about yeah. HRT. Okay, there's a study here from 2009 um, mm. and it, they, to put it into context, right? 
uh, for a woman right. who's been on HRT for more than 10 years. Um, yeah. You know, I think short-term use, okay? Or 2019, shall I say, yeah. Um, it says the risk uh, was greater with combined oestrogen and prostrogen uh, HRT than oestrogen uh, only. Um, and to put it into context, 63 out of 1,000 women aged between 50 to 69 develop breast cancer. The use of compo- combined HRT, now not the single one, the use of combined yeah. HRT for five years would cause an extra 15 to 20% cases per 1,000 women. Right. Okay, so there is, yes, there is an increased risk. There, there, there is, and yeah. um, you know, in that kind of thing, um, the, the one thing that I personally would advise um, any woman going through it is go and see a gynecologist. Mm-hmm. Not even I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doctors, but my gynecologist, I've been with her since God, it's about twenty, twenty-five years now. Yeah, and she's amazing, and she she was the one who helped me through all of this. Um, and it, that's what's important, isn't it? To have somebody that you can kind of lean on or somebody that you can compare with and mate. And I imagine most women would have somebody their own age. But do me a favour, stay there. Although it would have been different in your case, of course, because all your mates were the same age as you. And they were going, well, this is not going to happen to me for about 15 years. So exactly. give us a few tips, Angela. Okay, well, stay there because Neve, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Neve? I mean, Neve, I mean, you you think you're kind of going through it now, are you? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm kind of... I'm, I'm like... Um, I didn't know you were that old, Neve. sorry. I'm ancient. I'm no, I didn't, no, I didn't mean that in a bad way. I didn't think you were close <laughs> to that age yet. Yeah, I'm 46. Right, okay, all right. And when so, you say you think you're going through it, so what have you noticed? Oh, God. Um, I've known just weird things. You know, things that, that you know, no one warns you about. Like um, hair on my neck. You know, like little hairs. Now, I'm not a full beard or anything, but they're there. Okay, so that's that's due to probably the increase in testosterone. Yeah, 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 and that's a shocker. You know, that that's something that you you wake up one day and you think, oh god, I've hair on my neck. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I for me, it's, it's, it's at the moment. Uh, yeah, obviously, I'm noticing change in my cycle. The whole thing that that's pretty horrible. Right. Okay. Um, so what? It's it's kind of there's longer gaps between them. No, it's closer. It's, oh, okay, it's all right. Okay. Every two weeks that it's blooming. Oh, yes. Are you serious? So I, th- yeah, I thought the gaps get wider between. Okay, so I'm learning here today, girls. I'm yeah, learning. I, I'm not sure how it's go- how it goes. I think what can happen in some cases, like mine perhaps, is that it can come closer and then it, 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 it can stop for a while and then it might come back or it might So you get back. two together and then you might get one for two months or three months or whatever. Yeah. No, yeah, well... So I'm it just becomes completely oh, irregular. Yeah, it's very irregular. Okay, yeah. all right, okay. Um, the sort of the... For me, though, I'm noticing more of an emotional impact on me. Uh, For some reason, last week, I just sat down and cried because, and it was completely unreasonable. I was trying to. What were you crying for? Do you know what you were. Was there any reason at all? Yeah, there was. I was sitting there wondering, what's my purpose now? Oh. Because, you see, I'm, I'm a man. And that was my purpose. Now, obviously, I'm still. Now you feel you have no purpose. I'm still going to be a mother, but the factory is shut. Can't have any more kids. That decision is gone. But you still have a young one. Oh no, I do. Yeah, and I don't want. And I didn't want any more. This is what I'm saying. It was a completely irrational breakdown. I didn't even. I don't even but want do, any more children. But would you not be thinking to yourself, you know, okay, the kids are getting older now. I have less purpose when it comes to being a mother or to raising children. But I have more purpose being with my partner and the things we're going to do when we have yeah. that freedom from our children. Yeah, that's the rational side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, so. That's, perfectly rational and that is perfectly a logical 
attitude. I wasn't being rational. I was completely irrational. I was having a moment and I couldn't, I, I, I just couldn't shift the mood. And it's my mood. I, 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 sometimes I'm just not very nice to be around. Right, okay. And I can, I can hear myself. And you and know, do you know? I mean, when, when you're, when, you know, with your partner and you're not nice to be around and you're moody or you're, whatever Scorpio is the word that we use here in the mm-hmm. office, right? So when you're when you're being Scorpio with him, I mean, do you know that you're being like that? Are you saying no, yeah. I am being completely unreasonable? I'm not being nice to him. Why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah, and it's it, it's it's not it's less about um, me with him. It's more stupid things. Like I might have a meltdown because on a particular day someone's left a cup. Out and you know what that that just pushes me over the edge. It's a stupid bloody cup. It's a cup that they've probably left out for the last eighteen years of their lives. But on that day, that's enough. That one then, cup will throw you. And then that <laughs> cup comes in. That cup becomes. Why don't you do the hoovering? Oh, why is that my destiny? God know what. If I was dead on the ground, you'd step over me. And that's where it escalates. Angela, you're laughing because you've myself. obviously been there, have you? I've been there and um, it is, you just snap. Over the cup. You just snap. <laughs> it's not like it's, it's building up. It's not like, nope. oh, he's leaving that cup Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No. It's like Thursday. What are you leaving the plate out for? <laughs> yeah, that, you know, but the other thing, the other thing that Niamh mentioned there, and it was something I went for a facial when I was in Spain. And um, the woman was doing the facial and she said, um, you have a, a very hairy face. I went, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> and, but you know what it is? It's like, it's, um, with me, she said it's her neck. With me, it's just, um, you know, the cheeks. It's like fluff. Right. And yeah, so yeah, I actually, yeah. So I actually, I went there a couple of weeks ago and got it all threaded off. Right. The fluff on your cheeks. The fluff, yeah, fluff. It was like fluff. Bum fluff. Bum fluff. <laughs> That's, but actually, what is that what you I, have on your neck, Neve? is bum fluff? Well, no. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> there's, 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 there's a couple that I could probably do. Okay, but these, these are the physical aspects. There's other physical aspects as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's the, the lack of libido, um, mm. which is quite common in women going through the menopause. It's not every woman. Because it can some women actually, heart. Yeah, some women experience the opposite, by the way. Uh, they, you know, yeah. turn into nymphomaniacs. So, I mean, the, yeah. the, you can go the opposite direction as well. I'm sure all the lads at home are going, I hope my wife is one of those ones. Yeah, but in saying that, I mean, it's a very difficult time that we probably don't acknowledge. It's a difficult time that only women have to go through. Now, men, you know, when they get to middle age, we go through a midlife crisis, which is I not... I'll off with your midlife no, I'm not, crisis. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to take over. I'm just saying we do have a midlife <laughs> crisis where we no, start... No, I think that's true. I, I do. Yeah. No, I, I, I think what we're doing is, Neve has made a really good point. I think we do get to a point at about 40, mid-40s as well, where we're kind of looking around us going, is this what I want for the rest of my life? Am I really going in the right direction? And you start just to question your life. And I think yeah. Neve kind of pointed out. And I think that's all part of the menopause as well. But I think the menopause yeah, obviously is a lot more to it. We kind of felt we had a purpose up until, I felt I had a purpose up until now. And now I'm yeah. kind of wondering, what's my purpose? You know, what, what do I do? You know, when they don't need me as much and I can't produce another one. And you know what as well? Now, you spend your life apologising. This You mentioned the lack of libido. You spend your life apologising for it. We can't help it. We can't flick on a light switch to make us want to do something that we just don't physically feel like we want to do. But we spend our lives apologising. I'm so sorry I feel like this. I'm so sorry that you have to do without because I feel like this. And it's not our fault. 
Mm. It's like it's yeah, he wants you just he just wants you to lie there and do it for Ireland. Yeah, yeah, and and you're just not in the mood. Men and well, women he's, are he's different. missed the intimacy. Yeah, it's yeah. Men and women are different. Yeah, yeah. You know, men men can be sort of up for it. You know, if you just mention it. Oh yeah, an hour before say, death. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. fine, that's fine. Women kind but of need to be romanced into it a bit, and if if you just don't feel like that, if you would rather go out for a ten mile jog rather than have somebody touch you, then you know that. Okay, okay. Well, well, do, well, do me a favor. Stay there for a second. I loads, loads of people are texting. Uh, keep texting. Keep WhatsApping. We're talking about the menopause because we've we've never given it much time until somebody sent an email last. Would we give it a bit of our time? Uh, we spoke to the expert in relation to positivity and how to be positive about it when you're going through it. And for women, it's normally kind of over the age of forty-five. It can happen anywhere between forty-five and fifty-five, I suppose. It depends on the woman. Um, and it's a huge change in their life. Just not just physically, of course. They will go through physical changes, but obviously psychological changes as well, mood swings and all those kind of things, lack of libido. And it's important that not just women understand it because women need to understand it because they're probably going to go through it. Um, But it's also important that their partners, uh, men, understand it as well. Um, I think it's really important that we, and I I haven't got a clue. Well, when I say I haven't got a clue, I'm really just as interested as everybody else listening to what uh, the ladies have to say and what the experts have to say about it. And I want to know what you think. Maybe you have a good understanding of it. Maybe you've been through it. Maybe your partner has been through it. How did you deal with that? And how did you support them if they went through it? Uh, And I'd like to hear from women, by the way. Uh, Let's all be a little bit open. And let's take away the stigma from menopause. Because there is a stigma. It's like periods. There's a stigma to it. Um, You know, everything. We have stigmas attached to everything when it's associated with women. But very little stigma attached to men. Um, But apart from certain things... um, the prostate examinations. There's a bit of a stigma around that, isn't there? But we need to get rid of that too. We'll do that another day. So keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. And I'm asking you, what was your experience of the menopause? Uh, let me go to Kathleen. Kathleen, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Kathleen? Uh, hello, Niall. How are you? Good, Kathleen. You, you went through it. Oh, Jesus, did I go through it. Yes, I did. And it was absolute hell. Was it? And... Um, I didn't understand it either at the time. I didn't know enough about it. But like, I'll go back a few years. I was nursing years ago in a psychiatric unit. And I used to, I was only young when I started, 17 and a half. And I used to see all these women with beards. And I used to be thinking, you know, what's wrong with them? And we had to read the case histories. And it was all about menopause, menopause. But anyway, I didn't understand the you know, severity of it until I got it. And I got so bad that I literally locked myself away for two years. When you say you locked yourself away, what, you became a bit of a hermit? A completely, totally hermit. And why did, and you, why did you think you were being mean or nasty to people? Or what, what, No, I was terrified of going out. I was terrified of meeting people. I didn't even like going into a shop. And if I had to go to a shop, I would write my shopping list. And I'd run in, get everything as fast as I could. And get back out again. Get yeah. back into the house, close the door, and I always had this habit when I close the door, I'd lie back and I'd think, oh, thank God I'm back. And, and, I'm assuming, and then, so I'm assuming you weren't married. Were you married at the time or were you? Well, I was I was in a relationship. Right. And Which didn't help because he was an alcoholic. Right, and okay. At well, the that time, wasn't, that wasn't was helpful. To, no. I know, but at the time, he was doing really well and he was going to AA and, uh, for quite a while and he was off the drink. I couldn't talk to him. He seemed so engrossed in AA because AA does kind of take over him, believe you me. And uh, no disrespect to AA. Yeah, so he was, he was very focused on his thing. 
So, he's, so, so he didn't have a great understanding of what was going on with you. Well, to be quite honest with you, at the time he didn't give a shit. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's putting it bluntly. All right, okay. <laughs> right, but right, anyway. So he didn't give a shit. All right, okay. No, he didn't give a shit. But it got to this, we're obviously now split up for a long time. But anyway. What so so what, 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 what other things? So you became a little bit paranoid, obviously, about going out. And what, what were the other changes that you noticed to yourself? Well, you always talk about the fluffy chin. I didn't get a fluff on my chin. I got the old long hair. Right. But I could deal with them. All right. <laughs> Just pluck them out, that. yeah. Yeah, I had no, no problem with that. And like the hair under the arm starts to go. The hair below gets thin. <laughs> Your body does actually change. And it changes in a way where you don't like it. But at that time, I didn't give two shits about my body. It was my mental state. Yes, of course. And then I decided to go to counselling. And the counsellor was literally five minutes down the road, a woman. And every Monday morning at half ten, my appointment, I'd watch the time. I'd leave at exactly 25 past. I'd run down, go in and get my counselling, run back up the hill, get in, close the door. Oh, I mean... And so you just didn't want to be you just didn't want to be in the company of other people at all. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle other people being around me. And why, why, I, I mean, okay, I'm trying to understand this. So, so what was the problem with other people being around? Did, were they annoying you? Did you find it irritating? Were you insecure? Did you feel insecure? No, I was totally insecure. Right. And I couldn't handle talking to other people. I felt completely useless. I didn't like myself. I couldn't sleep. I was getting panic attacks, sort of lying down to sleep, jumping up in a panic attack. And eventually I went to a doctor and she gave me four sleeping tablets. And she says, I don't like giving them out, you know, she says, because um, you spare them, she says, because, yeah. you know, they can become addictive. Yeah. And I'm down there a couple of weeks later for more. And she says, you have them all taken. Right. And I sat there and I thought to myself, I hope when you get menopause care, you can feel <laughs> it. <laughs> so, so how are you now? No, but well, the, the the funny part of the whole, I know it's not funny, it wasn't funny at the time, but two years I was like that, and then I got really brave. Right. And then I invited six friends around for Sunday dinner. Right. Right, and I thought, God, I'm doing really well, and I was all proud of myself. So uh, I was in the kitchen, so the kitchen was away from the dining room. So I was in the kitchen, I was cooking away, and I was thinking, Jesus, you're doing great today, Kathleen, Jesus, you're marvellous. And I was in there, and I was cooking away. But when I brought the food out, Served them the food at the table, sat down, looked at all the people on the table. Do you know what I did? I got up and I ran. And I ran out the front door. And there was a path <laughs> down the road. And I went down to the park and I sat on the park bench. And I stayed there long enough, hoping that they'd be gone when I got back. Oh, no. <laughs> That's how bad I was. And were they gone when you went back? Yes, they were. I'm not surprised. <laughs> the host had left. <laughs> made an exit. Well, he says, it's been lovely talking to you, Kathleen, and I hope all is good for you now. I hope you're feeling better no, now. No, I'm 66 now. I'm well over, but there's one thing I want to say. Like, I had a lot of children, and I mean a lot. I'm not talking about six or seven. I'm talking about more. I don't want How to many children did you have? I had 11. 11 children? Yeah. You were very so, bu- You were a very busy woman. I was very busy, and yeah. sex was never a problem. Right. But you see... No, clearly not, Kathleen. <laughs> clearly not with 11 children. It, sex well, wasn't yeah, an issue. Well, you know what I mean? I would never say no. But <laughs> I'll put it this way. See, since the menopause, yeah. I have never went near a man. If a man came near me, I would literally freak. So you, you lost all interest in intimacy and sex? 
All right, okay. And as I says to your friend... So there'll be no more children. <laughs> no. Well, I'm 66. We're 66 as I says to your friend of mine, Jesus, of some old fella came now rooting and tearing at me, I'd effing kill him. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Kathleen, it's been lovely speaking to you, and I know there's a lot of women out there who can understand what you went through and probably have a very similar experience, not without the 11 children, obviously. I'm going to come to Joanne and Fran straight after the break. Let me know what you think. Have you been through the menopause or maybe your partner is going through it? Do you have a good understanding of it? Just wondering, is there a male version of the menopause as well? Because every one of those symptoms that the girls talking about, I'm going through too. Cheers. Ah, sure you are. Yeah, the midlife crisis, pal. Hi, Niall. Uh, Sharon here. Um, great show as always. Right up my alley today. I think I'm in the thick of it as well with those ladies. I just have a question. Does anybody know what the numbers are when you get a hormonal test done, a hormonal blood test done? Um, the figures vary. I've heard 0 to 30, you're premenopausal. 30 to 100, you're men in the menopause. 100 plus, you're on the other side. If someone could maybe clarify that for me, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. All right, well, I'll try and get someone to have a quick look. I'll try and get someone to have a look, quick look about that and see if we can get some clarification on the numbers and what they actually mean. Uh, let me, okay, I'm looking here, okay. Uh, oh, there's, see, they're very efficient here. It's all up my screen already. Sometimes, um, this is according, by the way, this is news from, oh yeah, sometimes elevated uh, follicle uh, stimulation hormone levels are measured uh, to confirm menopause when a woman's FS, FSH blood level is consistently elevated to 30 um, or higher, uh, she has not had a men or not had a menstrual period for a year. It is generally accepted that she has reached menopause. So it has to be elevated for a, or to 30, 30 or higher for, and you must not have had a period for a year uh, for it to reach menopause. So I think that's the kind of bar isn't they've set for it but I don't think that answers your question totally but um, then again I'm not a doctor uh, alright let me just go to Joanna Joanna you're on Classic Kids how you doing Joanna? Hi how are you Nile? Um, Joanna you went through it yeah I went through it I started very early uh, it was 43 when I started going through the menopause and like that it struck a chord with me when that lady was talking about the cup um, yeah. I was, I was, my daughter, um, I have five children, my eldest girl, she was on her way back to university and I rang her and just like, I'm usually fairly chilled out and, you know, level headed. And yeah. I just lost the plot on the phone because I thought my deodorant had been taken. And I, as I said, it's <laughs> that, so, that sounds funny, but it's actually quite serious when you, when you're losing yeah. the head and, and you and know she, you're wrong. And you know you're wrong. Yeah. And like that woman said, you know you're being completely irrational. And I was on the phone to her and she said, had to, she was on the train with her boyfriend. And she said to me, I was there, where's me deodorant? You've took me deodorant. And she was there, ma'am, I haven't touched your deodorant. It's probably at the end of the bed. I think that's where I saw it. And I went, I looked down and I saw it. This was after absolutely losing the plot. Right, okay. And um, I was there, right, okay, I'll see you later. That's and that was the end of and not, and, not even and I'm really boyfriend. sorry I no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then her boyfriend was sitting beside her on the train he said what did you take what did you do and she said oh it's ma'am she's looking for her deodorant so, <laughs> <I was> just, <laughs> so, you, so you knew you were being completely irrational about everything totally yeah. uh, totally and, and you know it's a horrible feeling because you feel like you're in a bit I felt like I was in a bit of a fog like the sleep you know what yeah. she was explaining about the sleep oh my god like I felt like I could sleep for Ireland again only the the only other time I've experienced that is when I was pregnant and there's no rhyme or reason to it. I so you decide to sit down and all of a sudden this overwhelming well, but, tiredness. Yeah. yeah. And it was explained to me, it's all the oestrogen levels dropping and what you were saying about the achy joints, again, 
that again the estrogen coming from the you know withdrawing from the body. So where were you getting the you, pains in your knees, your ankles, yeah, in my your ankles? Hips. Like, and I was there going, oh my god! And I was a very fit woman, and I'd gone from that to thinking, oh my god, what's going on? I felt like an out of body experience. Yeah. And the worst one was I was sta- the emotional side of it. I was standing in um, uh, Lidl looking for a brown but slice loaf. And I was standing there and all of a sudden I burst into tears because I couldn't make up my mind. Now, bear in mind, this is a very usually direct kind yeah. of level-headed lady. Yeah. And I'm standing there going, I started bawling, crying because I didn't know to pick brown or white. Isn't so that Because you couldn't decide yeah. whether you wanted brown or white, you started crying in the middle of little. And this woman came over to me and she said, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know which one to pick. And I was there <laughs> oh going, you're See, you know, I mean, I, I'm getting a really yeah. good understanding of what this is all about because up to now, I probably didn't have a very good understanding. And I think you know, that people listening now, do. There's very few people. And I must admit, I was, I was, you know, I only the bit of research I did myself. And you don't really get much backup. Do you know, you're kind of thrown into this. And people class it as... Ah, you're, you're a woman. You should, yeah, you just expect yeah. it. You're a woman. Yeah, and you're all in years. And, you're, yeah. and then my hair, I used to have long blonde hair. My hair stopped growing, which I thought, my God, and thinning. Like, it went to frids. Like, I, I had lovely hair and I loved my hair. And next minute, I was cutting it shorter and shorter. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, will it ever grow back? And it's only now, after four or five years, coming back again. Isn't that unbelievable? And, and so do you think you're post-menopausal now? Yes. I would say I, I've, I've settled down so You've much. You've got through the worst of it, so to speak. Yeah. I think I've got through, and the hot flushes and the sleepless nights, and uh, the, as you said, the irrational behaviour, and it's a horrible... And what, and what about, and I don't mean to ask personal questions, you don't have to answer any of these questions, what about libido? That's one that everybody talks about. Had, had, did it affect your libido? Yeah, I, I went the opposite. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, that can happen too, by the way. That's a, yeah, you know, a which I didn't thing. know that too, and I thought there was something wrong with me. You know? Yeah. But well, so, do me a stay there for a second, because Fran, you're on Classic Kids. Fran, your wife is going through it at the moment. She is, yeah. Nice to talk to you again, Noel. Um, Hi, how are you? I have to say, I just want to tell you one thing. I mean, I have to take my heart off the women who are going through this, because um, men really haven't got an understanding. We haven't got a clue, I mean, no. Oh, no, we really haven't. I mean, my wife has gone through it now nearly 19 years. 19 years? 19 years. She's gone through it since she was just gone 40. She's 59 now this year. Right, okay. I'm the, I'm the same age. Now, I've had to learn over a period of time. Now, she's never taken HRT or any of that because she's under the understanding that it can cause cancer. Over long-term course, use, yeah, it can, it yeah, can increase the risk the of breast cancer. It, yeah. it, starts the mental, it can start the menstrual cycle. But that actually oh, yeah. turned it around for me by going on the HRT. Yeah, it, but every, on HRT. every woman is different, and yeah. you know, and, and but there is a small risk to it, you know. But I mean, yeah. it is a small risk. But, but sorry, go, yeah, but but continue, Fran. That, so, did you have a good yeah, handle that, on it, Fran? Yeah, but that small risk is, is the fear that she is the reason why she won't go on it. So she suffers. She tries to suffer in silence, but I mean, it's got to the stage now that we we sort of laugh about it because um, I mean, the hot flushes. I mean, it's unbelievable. You, she could be just standing there, and you could literally get a towel. And it, yeah. you, could, you could wring the towel out after she's finished wiping herself. Well, because she'd be so, she'd be just sweating it's, it's, it's so much sweat. profusely. Yeah. yeah, and like she's up maybe three, four times in the in the night time. She doesn't has, hasn't had a full maybe five, six hours sleep since she started getting. Oh my, that's I mean, awful. Oh, it's horrible! It's horrible now. And as you say, like. And I don't want to scare women to death, by the way, because every woman is different. Most women well, no, wouldn't go, they wouldn't go through it for 19 years, but that's a long time. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, she's amazed because she's been to the doctor a few times. And I mean, some women uh, never finish going through it. They go through it till the day that they pass, you know what I mean? Yeah, they, yeah. They, can't, they can't give a full explanation. But 
to see what they go through, I mean, I, I swear to God, I do have to take my heart off because they're, they're unbelievable. I'm glad I'm a man. Like. Yeah. But here's the so thing. The other, if the other if, thing if, if men say, went through menopause, right, I think we'd be having more conversations about it. We have them all hours, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but so I mean, is it is it nice to hear, Joanne, that men are actually interested in, oh, you know, in understanding I think, it? I, I think I wouldn't like to give you know, be too hard on men either, because I mean we find it hard enough ourselves to to deal with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So in fairness, when your partner changes completely and sometimes it can just happen it seems to happen overnight do you know what I mean mm. in fairness to them you must be standing there going what the hell did I do wrong or yeah. do you know what I mean and especially if the communication isn't great do you know what I mean at the best of times yeah. you know it must be very hard she thinks I hit her deodorant again sorry Fran yeah go ahead yeah. I was actually like that at the start I didn't understand it and we were having silly rows and silly arguments and she was getting annoyed off the smallest of things but it's only now I have to say it took a few years before I started to realise what it was and what was causing. And did you do a bit of research then? Did you? Yeah, I read up on it, and it was a case of having it because I mean, I, uh, we had four girls. Yeah. I mean. Oh well, then you, you really have to understand yeah, you know, it. So yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. Well, it was mean, like I mean, we were very open in the house about things that you know, going through puberty and growing up and all that. It was always an open house. We never, we had no problem about talking about things like that. Yeah. But when it came to the menopause, my wife herself didn't understand. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. it frightened her. She actually got a fright because, I mean, she couldn't understand why her body was doing what it was. Now, sometimes she gets hot flushes, sometimes she gets cold flushes. Yeah, and it's uh, not just her body, of course, it's her mind that is playing tricks on her as well, and people have talked about the lack of confidence. Just talking about the menopause. So, I was peripausal at 38. I'm now 53 and still going through it. Bloods were taken and done. Consultant at 38 tried to tell me that no one could see my face was like a burning inferno or no one could see the sweat dropping and drooling down my face. So I got up very, very close and personal and growled at him like a freaking bear. He very quickly wrote the script for HRT. So in the meantime, what I have to live with is hot flushes and sweats. They don't care what time they come, what I'm doing, where I am or who I'm with. There's no full night's sleep, there's mood swings, I have a hormonal daughter versus her menopausal mother, which leads, of course, to my husband very close to sainthood. You sneeze, you pee, laugh, you pee, cry, you pee. Thank you, Jesus, for tenor ladies. Menopause really does take over your life. Brain fog, memory lapses, no patience with other humans. Ugh. Hairs, hairy boobs, neck and chin, hairs my arse. Wire wool sticking out of every bloody orifice that you have. Did all the over-counter remedies and HRT and you name it, I took it. Absolutely no avail. Gravity, of course, comes to live in your body with the menopause, taking everything down south. Boobs, belly and even thighs are fat and soggy. Sex. Ugh. Is that even still a thing? Ugh. So there you go. That's just a little hint of my journey. Sheila. Bye. Well done, Sheila. That was the most honest description of the menopause I have ever heard. Well done. I think there's a lot of women listening around the country will resonate with that particular wire wool description. And thanks to ten ladies laughing and crying and peeing all at the same time. Listen, thank you very much indeed. It was a wonderful description. I'm glad you took it with the greatest of humour as well. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic.